Hi, my name is Kevin Ward and I am the Human Geography Editor of the Royal Geographical Society Institute of British Geographers Wiley Blackwell published book series. Today I'm in conversation with Peter Merriman of Aberystwyth University about his book, Driving Spaces, A Cultural Historical Geography of England's M1 Motorway. So welcome Peter. Thank you Kevin. Um, I I wrote this book um, in 2006 and it came out in the series in 2007 and the series was a natural choice for me as somebody um, who really sees himself as as a geographer but also wants to engage with with a broader audience beyond the discipline. This book is a theoretically informed uh, historical study of really the spaces and practices of driving. Um, which, although drawing upon various theoretical debates, frames it very much in terms of one specific site, uh, the M1 motorway, uh, which, when it was first constructed in the 1950s, really spread between or or linked London and Birmingham. The book is positioned um, within several sets of literatures. What, at the time, in around 2006, uh, when I wrote it, was an emerging interdisciplinary interest in mobility and automobility across a whole range of social science and humanities disciplines, particularly in sociology and anthropology. The book also quite clearly links into a long tradition within cultural historical geography of looking at cultures of landscape, um, particularly landscapes of 20th century Britain. The book is structured um, with uh, six chapters. The first one is a more general theoretical introduction about really why geographers should be interested in uh, driving as, as a practice and indeed the spaces of the road and why the spaces of the road are perhaps important, um, which I guess for most people, uh, when you start to think about it, um, we spend uh, much, of, uh, much of our time either in cars or travelling along roads or, or really being fed and nourished through kind of networks, broader economic networks, which which really rely upon a road infrastructure. So the first chapter very much um, positioned this theme within within geography and broader literatures. Then a second chapter really looked at the early history of the idea of the motorway, about why you would need roads in which certain kinds of of, of traffic, such as animals, you know, horse-drawn vehicles, should be excluded, and then I went on really to three very focused chapters, which looked at, which look at uh, the M1 as a space. The third chapter, which was the first of these chapters on the M1, looked at the design, conception, and landscaping of the M1. Then chapter four looked at the construction of the M1, not only official discourses um, of construction, which at the time, in the 1950s, really celebrated the modernity of this road. You know, at, at a time when roads weren't kind of tainted with the kind of um, uh, criticisms that we now accept today around sort of the environmental pollution of the car and the fact that road building often displaces people or can displace people in urban areas from homes. But at the time in the in the fifties, this, this very rural motorway was, was celebrated for its modernity. And also in that chapter on construction, I, I explore, I look at accounts of the lives um, and biographies of the migrant labourers who helped build this road, a migrant labour force which really came. Uh, from across what was then still uh, the British Empire, um, from places like South Africa and India, as well as places close to, to home, um, like Ireland. Then the third of these chapters um, on the M1 was on the consumption 
uh, and use of the M1 in the 1950s and 1960s, looking at not just driving on the M1 and debates around the conduct of drivers, which looked at, for example, how the government reacted to the emergence of this new kind of space and what was seen to be a new kind of driving in these spaces, requiring new kinds of, of skills, but also looking at uh, other associated spaces like the new service areas which were built and how people um, uh, reacted to them. So this was a time in the 1950s and 60s when motorways were seen as exciting, new, experimental, almost fashionable places to visit and hang out. Then, then there was a final chapter, uh, is a final chapter, which um, examines uh, motorways and the M1 since the 1960s, a time when you had the rise of the environmental movement, really in the 1970s, and a time when, as other, as other motorways were constructed, the M1 really uh, became uh, uh, seen to be a rather mundane kind of space. Uh, motorways were ubiquitous, and so the, the reaction to motorways starts to change. So the book really is an attempt to examine how uh, a modern space of mobility was designed, constructed and inhabited. And I think what I felt was, and I, I still continue to feel is quite original about the book, is that there's very few people follow the kind of life of a space through from its kind of design and conception through to its, its use. And I felt the RGS IBG series was a, was a really good outlook for this in, in marketing and uh, the book uh, centrally within geography but also um, across other disciplines and I'm really happy with its reception you know it's now three years since it's been published and it's received quite a lot of reviews and I've led I've, I've gone on to kind of talk about some of this work um, uh, in uh, the media since then I've, I've done some work on radio and on television and uh, I was even asked to write an article for BBC History magazine um, was commissioned when they, when they sort of came across the book and also had um, some contact with the 20th Century Society who are um, a body who sort of are in charge of, of the heritage of Britain's 20th century landscape and again asked me to write something for their magazine so I've gone on to try and kind of uh, spread some of these ideas in perhaps more popular ways Okay, thanks Peter. Uh, if you want to buy Peter's book, details can be found elsewhere on the website.